Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. What's going on? Oh, uh, not much. Just uh, apologize for the raspy voice. Oh, man, I'm fucking exhausted, so I ain't got a lot yeah. of ideas. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was worth uh, mentioning some stuff yeah. been, uh, going on. Not a lot of good news. That's good. No, no. But let's get after <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, yes. This is with an Ohio Bias, a podcast for real fans with DNJ. And we're happy to be back talking about uh, – a surprise and my bold prediction that went down in flames, Jake. Uh, the are Cavs we? are in trouble with the Boston. You know what I'm saying? With the Boston are we Celtics. glad to be back uh, to do that? Well, uh, I'm glad that the Indians won today. On the hill, yeah. you got Trevor Bauer as well. And then, of course, we got some big news in the world of golf with Tiger Woods announcing that he's going to play in Jack's turn. So, um, a lot sure. to unpack here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to jump into that. Uh, Jake, uh, somehow the Cavs, other players don't want to show up in this series, maybe a change is Saturday, but um, I was disgusted, especially disgusted, you know, Sunday. Um, I had built my whole day around that. And uh, <laughs> the Cavs just literally just shamed themselves. There's no other way around. Huh? And it looked like they had the right formula in the first half, didn't it, Dee? I don't know what the formula is. These guys just don't want to play hard, man. And the guys are afraid to take shots and be aggressive. I mean, you're it not looked- going to win a playoff series against anybody if you don't do that. I mean, it did look good in the first half, but it doesn't look good when Al Horford is getting 18 points in a quarter or 11 points in a quarter. So. It, it, it's weird to say, but has LeBron become a bully on his own team to the point where he's making some of these guys quiver and trying to play with apprehension and, you know, they talk about the eye rolling and stuff like that. I mean, we get to the point right now where LeBron, I mean, we're not in the locker room, obviously, but there's reports that I'm sure that LeBron isn't, pleased at times when he goes in there at halftime. Um, what do you think of that? I think it's two things. It's like almost like, um, and I've created to like, we just had Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. But it was more like Father's Day when you don't want to disappoint your dad or like you start a new job and you're apprehensive about what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? And you don't want to like do the wrong thing. So you kind of, you know, either um, acquiesce to, you know, somebody that's more experienced or you kind of wait and you don't take the initiative on your own to, you know, um, tackle a project or try to solve a problem. Here's here's the thing that's different, though, when we talk about basketball. These guys have been playing basketball all their lives. They got to the National Basketball Association by being, you know, some of the best and elite players, you know, from whatever area they came from. Yeah. So you get 2%. an opportunity 2%. to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is not the part, This is not the time that will, no matter what the no. circumstances yeah. may be. No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's the simple shit that you could go about, like the other guys uh, caring a little bit more, um, you know, the intensity being brought up. It just didn't feel like in that second half, like the intensity was there to, uh, or maybe not even intensity. It was uh, more the the lack of 
a focus and the will. I, I mean, it's hard to explain, but, um, you know, they, they got to find some of that, obviously. Um, you know, it, there's some other things, too. I mean, it, you look back when um, when they were beating up on the Raptors and uh, getting Dwayne Casey fired and feeding us a bunch of false hope for a week and a half, um, you know, the, it was the others getting off early in the game. You know, LeBron had, what, 28 at halftime or whatever he had at halftime, uh, took a bunch of shots in the first quarter. I feel like we have more success when Kevin Love gets off early and, and JR off of clean uh, clean looks and, and guys like that. I feel like if you get to the second half and those guys haven't gotten off at this point, then it's going to be hard to to get them going. And I, and I think that's part of what happened in that, uh, that game too. Um, you know, Corver came alive a little bit. Um, but I mean, there's the matchups that you got to look at, and, and this is where Ty Lue has me a little bit lost. But you know, Kevin Love and Al Horford. I mean, that's got to be something that you're that you're able to exploit at this at this point in Al Horford's career. Um, and and Jr. Smith has to be better than Marcus Smart. And he's he gave up that cheap shot. Marcus Smart is like the antithesis of Jr. as far as just the the maturity and the the character to, and I don't want to assassinate Jr.'s character because he's come a long way, but Jr. just has to bring his game up as far as his mental game and trust his shot. I mean, Jr.'s got to go down shooting. So uh, I don't know if there's a lot of uh, adjustments to make as far as personnel. I mean, I guess you can go to Jose Calder or Jose Calderon and C.D. Osman um, and Tristan Thompson it has to be better than freaking Baines. You know, that's not much to ask here, right? Um, the backcourt outscored 40 to five. I mean, something's got to change in that. Yeah. I think Jordan Clarkson has got to find a way to, uh, I was looking at some stats the other day for something else. And Jordan Clarkson is number 59 in the league in score. Um, you know, a lot of those numbers are from when he was with the Lakers, but still, if you're, if you're that level, um, this guy's got to give you something coming off that bench. Um, George Hill's got to do better. Uh, it just, yeah. it, there's no dancing around that. But the other problem and is Ty Lue. Yeah, and Jr. But the problem is, Jr. shouldn't have been in the end of that game. That game was an eight-point game when he pushed Horford in the back and got that flagrant foul. Like you, with Ty Lue, man, and I mean, it's just the stubbornness, and it's what we've seen. And I, I try to explain it to like a lot of people who just get on him. Oh, he sucks as a coach. It's like the guy was a veteran player. He saw veteran players make decisions and overcome situations without a coach being all over their back. So, and he's not going to be the guy that motivates you. He's a guy that came, picked himself up came from nowhere, Missouri, and became an NBA champion several times over and then also as a coach. So, I mean, something that guy has done in his life has been right. You know what I mean? I'm not saying every adjustment he makes with the Cavs is going to be correct. But at some point, his philosophy has gotten him to this level. Um, it's just it's frustrating to watch when you see guys just not find it within themselves. And I, I think this is a lot about self-motivation, Jake. They talked about that the team, you know, arrived at the arena to see LeBron James who had already – showed up and was in a full lather because he had did a, a like an hour and a half workout. You know what I mean? Like the whole team should have been there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but I mean, Hey, I don't know if LeBron just want to be by himself shooting in the gym, you know, but like everybody else should have been saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave early to get to the gym to get some shots up. And then they would have met up with LeBron and that might, I don't know. They got to do something to come together and play better. And that's the one thing I will say though, they haven't played their best basketball yet. It might be too late. And we might get swept by the Celtics. I don't know. But um, if the Cavs start playing the best basketball, they're definitely win the series. 
Yeah, and I and I've seen enough of Rodney Hood at this point. Uh, can we just stop? Um, I I feel like there's you know it, it's made a very little bit little deal of at this point, and I feel like there's an undertone to it that uh, that kind of permeates throughout the locker room at times, and he's kind of the the poster child of what it is. Um, you know, and, and as far as the series goes, the Cavs are still in this thing. I mean, they have the the best player in the world, and the Celtics don't. So anytime you have that, uh, you got a chance. And, and someone at some point said a, a series doesn't start till the home team loses. So, you know, get ready uh, after the next week and a half off, and we'll be able to play uh, then. And uh, game three will be underway and uh, lots of time to reflect and uh, figure out uh, how to how to get a win here in game three and game four. Yeah, it's just going to take other guys stepping up. And they they got to play some better defense and rebound the basketball. I mean, it's just simple things that they can, you know. Once. That's all. Yeah, effort. some more once. Some more once. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's easier for guys that are, you know, bench or uh, secondary guys to, to get off at home. Um, who's, who is our third option? Do you, I mean, I, I tried to figure that out today. And there's, I mean. Kyle Corbett's the third option. I mean, basically they run plays. That's else. the guy that they run plays for. That yeah. is something else. That's where uh-huh. we're at. So, yeah, say la Go Cavs. They do not win the draft lottery. They get the eighth pick, um, and the article's already been written. The speculation has ran rampant since the guy came back to Cleveland. It's the same question, is he going to leave, um, and what the Cavs can do with that eighth pick to entice LeBron James to stay. Well, I mean, let's, I just don't see the options for LeBron to go somewhere else. I don't think he's going to go out west and try to rebuild a Lakers team um, up against what's going on out there. And, you know, if you got Philly and Boston, are you going to really go sign with a team that you got beat by um, or go to a bad fit in Philadelphia? I mean, it, bottom line, um, there aren't enough fastballs to go around right now in, in Sixerland if LeBron James goes over there. So uh, I, I still firmly believe that he'll re-sign with the Cavs. Um, I think you can do – you know, whatever you want to do with the eighth pick that makes sense at the time, whether that's part of a sign and trade or um, the actually taking a player, maybe like uh, Porter from Missouri or whoever's uh, the guy that's left there. I mean, who knows? I mean, a, a guy with a little bit of youth, um, that might not be the worst thing on uh, on this team, but there's no doubt that if LeBron does stay, there's going to have to be a, a lot of changes that go on as far as the personnel goes. Um I mean, hopefully uh, it's that, it's with rings that that com- accompanies. But I think whether you win a ring or if you lose the Celtics, uh, there's a lot of changes that need to be made with this personnel. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think the Cavs are capable of uh, yet again pulling a rabbit out of the hat somehow, and uh, I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I mean, I I see this mock draft saying Colin Sexton. Um, I've been on and on, and I'm gonna put put it up on Instagram about Luka Donich, you know what I'm saying, the Croatian kid. I don't think he's yeah. going to fall that eighth spot. But um, I, I, don't, I, I like the kid, Robert Williams, from um, Texas Tech as well. I mean, if you go big, you might as well try to, you know, find the next Tristan Thompson or a little more skilled. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Cavs can do with some of these guys um, in the offseason. But I don't think it's over yet, so I don't even want to start going depth, in depth into, you know, the Cavs' next moves and worrying about all that stuff. Um, 
Maybe, I, I really, you know, and here, here, I, I'm, there's two things I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about if the Cavs lose to the Celtics. I'll be disgusted, you know, like I was Sunday. But if the, Go- if the, if the Boston Celtics want a piece of the Golden State Warriors, have that. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe everybody knows how that's going to go down. So, um, and if LeBron leaves, then, you know, the Cavs will be in a rebuilding situation, and we have one hell of a run with a great parade. But I can't, you know, anguish over it like I see a lot of Cavs fans out here. I mean, you got to believe that good things are still going to happen for Cleveland. Um, when it comes to best fits for LeBron, I mean, the guy can go play anywhere, honestly, and they'll make the situation work around him. So. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the eighth pick isn't anything to really – right home about, but again, it's nothing to sneeze at either, so it's kind of that blah pick. Uh, you know, maybe Mo Bamba falls down to him at uh, number eight or something like that, but uh, we'll see what happens with LeBron. Uh, and you're right, I still have confidence in this team. I, I still firmly believe that they're going to win this series. I think it'll take seven, and they're going to have to win one game in Boston, I think it's going to be that game seven. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't go seven. We can get out of here. When, uh, the Cavs can get hot again. They had a lot of 10-game streaks, six-game streaks during the season, and that's all you need to do. Um, and once they unlock it and put a little fear in the heart of Boston, I think you see some things change too. And you got to put pressure on that rotation, man. Get some of those guys in foul trouble and go deep into that G League bench that this, that uh, Brad Stevens had. So, um, Jake, the other Cleveland team is uh, having some struggles as well when it comes to some guys on the back end or the bench that is known as the bullpen. We talk about the Cleveland Indians. Um, I know you were disgusted the other night the way they gave up that game. (laughs) Um, But they got to win today. And I watched the whole game today. They got to win today. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump on you there. But, uh, no, Bauer got the win today. Eight strong innings, uh, ten strikeouts. 100 pitches, exactly what we needed, and then you got an inning. Let me, let me tell you something real quick about that. I'm watching on the yeah. – I love the Fox Sports Go app, but literally yeah. when that man – he got the man on yeah. on third and on first, technical difficulties. I'm like, my guy, this guy's about to get lit up, and I'm not even going to see it. It's like, but he got out of it, so it was good. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. He once he, he has uh, – he's much better out of uh, the windup than he is out of the set. But, um, no, it was uh, it was exactly what this team needed at the right time. Uh, you got a day off tomorrow. Cody Allen got an inning in. Um, uh, you know, it, it was a good way to get going because uh, you got uh, seven of the next nine uh, against Houston, and the other two are at Wrigley Field. So uh, not not teams to get healthy with, even though the Cubs might be struggling a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, at some point, I mean, I, I'm not confident that the arms we have in the bullpen right now are going to turn around and – be a, a, a bullpen that can contend for a World Series. So uh, this front office is going to have to figure out something to do to get uh, get some depth and some setup guys in here. I mean, at this point, I'm not even 100% confident in Andrew Miller and Cody Allen uh, from what I've seen in those two. So um, that's definitely the struggle right now. And this club in, in just bottom line in general at this point, we're middle of May, uh, and we're getting to that point you know, first of June or so where I say you are what you are, but right now they are the definition of meandering. That That is what they are. And they're doing just enough to to win some enough games. And uh, they're doing plenty to lose some games too late. And uh, at some point we're going to have to see which way this is going to end up going. And uh, we're like on that teeter-totter where it's perfectly balanced and we're just not quite sure uh, – how it's going to end up going, but uh, I, I do feel confident in the talent of this club 
just based on the starting pitching alone um, and uh, and the ability of this offense to score runs, um, especially, I mean, we got a beer league softball team going at the moment, but uh, I think this team's will be more versatile once we get uh, further down the road. Yeah, it's crazy to think J-Ram um, a couple of days ago was leading the league in home runs. Lindor was hitting 600 for the month of, I think, uh, I think for uh, 600 during his streak. Um, and then you got Josh Tomlin with a 25-plus ERA, which I didn't even know was possible. They, I thought they stopped counting at 20. But um, just the, the dichotomy of all the way around and then the way these guys have been losing the, these games with the bullpen. Um, I think Bauer was pitching with the fear of that bullpen coming out and him losing that game and him have to blow up in another press conference. So, I mean, thank goodness for that. Um, thank goodness for good weather, too. Uh, I think about yeah. one thing. They signed Matt, they, they bring Matt Belisle back, um, a guy who Kyle Downing had mentioned, you know, when we talked to him at the beginning of the season. Um, they got to make another move, as we kind of alluded to um, on the last podcast. But I just need to see another flurry of activity from Antonetti and Chernoff when it comes to this bullpen situation. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, there's there's teams out there that are willing to deal. You look at a team like Baltimore. Um, with Brock and um, uh, Britton, their closer, who's coming back off of injury, um, you know there there are def- there are definitely options out there. Um, and uh, I think if you got to move off of a Mejia or an Allen uh, to get it done, then then you do it at this point. This team's window, uh, you know, it, it, a year ago it felt a lot bigger than it is. It feels right now. Uh, I, I feel like this is this and maybe next year. And, uh, and at that point you lose Ryan Miller, you, you, you're not sure exactly what, uh, as far as Lindor and some of these guys. So, um, we got to get at it while we have it. And, um, GMs in the past have kind of let it just try to figure itself out. I need some aggressiveness and someone that's going to go out there and try to assure this up because the New York Yankees are a beast. The Houston Astros are a monster. Um, and if this team's going to come out of the American League, not, let alone win a World Series, it's going to have to be a lot better all around. Yeah. Uh, do you think any market that uh, – can't get the question out. Do you think there's any market for whatever is going on with Danny Salazar? Do you think anybody would take him? Could you move him? No, not at all. There, I mean, he's just too damaged goods at this point. I, I think the best thing that you can hope for Salazar is that you can get him to a point where his arm is strong enough that he can go out there and let it fly for one inning. You know, even if it's like twice a week where he could pitch a sixth or a seventh inning where you need a, to get a couple of right-handers out um, and, and let him use all his all his pitches right away. Um, I think right now that's our best case scenario for Danny Salazar. Um, but let, uh, let's hope it lose Cody Anderson didn't help either. I mean, I know it sounds crazy and he's not the greatest thing in the world, but, um, you know, he's, he's a guy that uh, added depth to that bullpen and, uh, having to rely on Zach McAllister in, in multiple roles. I mean, we've seen him in middle inning situations and we've seen him late inning situations in whatever situation you see him in, he's absolute crap. So, um, it would have been nice to also have Cody Anderson available. Yeah, and then we know Ryan Merritt is. Uh, we talk about the arms. Uh, Ryan Merritt is still recovering uh, yet again. So, um, right there, I will tell you this, man. Rajay Davis made me smile again. You know how much I mean. The man, guy just makes me love baseball. I mean, he he beats out that single, and I felt like it just sparked the game today. And then seeing Michael Brantley hit a home run and just walk back to the dugout, like it's business as usual, man. It took me back to like two years ago. So 
Um, yeah. I think there's some good signs with the tribe too. Yeah. You know, we just got to get it all kind of similar to the Cavs. They haven't played their base best. They have not played their best yet. You know, they haven't played their base. I can't even say it. Best baseball yet. Um, and so you're hoping to get a nice streak going. I mean, maybe the competition they rise to the level of competition with the Astros and Cubs series, and then we see them really get rolling going into June. No, I think you're right. I think we've seen that from this club in the past. And, you know, it's the old saying, you don't want to peak too early. And Terry's a very seasoned manager and isn't the type that's going to panic. But uh, there's, like we were talking about, there's some definite issues that need to be addressed. Um, but overall, still like this town. I like the, the fact that we're in the worst division in baseball. That buys us a little bit of time to figure it out as well. Uh, so um, uh, all in all, you know, you're in first place right now in the middle of May. Uh, as a Cleveland fan, I can't complain too much about that. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, this team still needs to find its character. And, and I mean, the, Jason Kipnis, uh, it, it's crazy the the slump that he's been. I know he doubled today, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he just needs to start uh, simplifying the game. I think he was hitting some balls uh, really hard that just weren't landing in good spots, and then. Uh, those that just kind of led to him, uh, you know, just uh, uh, lengthening his swing and trying to do too much. And now he's in this baseball is just such a funny mental game. And uh, the old Yogi quote, um, uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but it's like, you know, baseball's uh, 60% uh, mental and uh, 70% physical, whatever it might be. Cut that out. That was ridiculous. I can't remember that quote. But whatever, um, you know, so and you have Roberto Perez hitting 170-something, and uh, Edwin Encarnacion hasn't hit his stride yet, although he did heat up for a couple weeks. Uh, the, the offensive talent's there. The starting pitching's there. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, finding the right bullpen combination, and, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out, I believe, as, as we get uh, closer and closer to the All-Star game. Brandon Guy had a great at-bat today. Uh... And it's good to see. I forgot about him, man. But thinking about still waiting for Lonnie to get um, healthy. Yep. Eric Gonzalez. That's the other thing. We're time. banged up. Mm-hmm. See, you know, we're missing Naquin now. Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Naquin was looking like turning the corner a little bit too. People were getting excited. So right, Eric Gonzalez has looked good for this team so far this year. I mean, there's some been some surprises as well. So yeah, it's not it's not all bad. We're uh, we'll be all right. I, I'm not. I'm in my usual Indians May spot of uh, telling everybody to not worry about the Indians at this point. Worry about the Cavs. All right, man. Um, Some exciting stuff going on, Jake. Uh, I've really been out of it since the Blue Jackets, but I am rooting for the Golden Knights, man. Uh, How are you feeling about the way this NHL playoffs is going? We know the Caps are going hard, too, on the the other side. Yeah, it's been fantastic. the the Winnipeg Nashville series and going to Game Seven that those might have been the two best teams in all of hockey finishing off that series there. Um, the Golden Knights have been just absolutely uh, an incredible story. I think they were uh, 500 to one at the beginning of the year at one point. Um, Vegas is going to have to shut down some sports books, I think, if they end up winning a Stanley Cup. <laughs> so we're we're going to see what ends up happening there. Um, but uh, right now, Winnipeg and uh, the Knights have a great series going on. Same uh, over in the East with uh, Washington and the Bolts. Uh, Bolts win a huge must-win game three, and uh, they're going to be on the road again. So we know the Caps have a tough time at home at times. 
so it should be an interesting game, game four, with uh, the Caps looking to take a big 3-1 lead. And, uh, you know, it, it, the streak is still alive for the Blue Jackets to have lost to the last three Stanley Cup champions. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, right now, um, I feel like it's uh, the Caps and uh, the Knights that, uh, to me, are playing the best hockey at the moment. Mark Andre yeah, is unbelievable. Yeah, Buddy was out in Vegas, and he said, like, he was out there for uh, the last series with the Knights, and he said, like, the atmosphere was unreal. He's like, it felt like, you know, a playoff town, and he said it was crazy because it's Las Vegas, you know, so it's always had, you know, Las Vegas has its Las Vegas feel, but he's like, man, no, he's like, people were nuts for the Vegas Knights. So I think that NHL franchise is doing good there, and I can only imagine when it becomes an NFL town what it'll be like. Um, but um, I'm just rooting for a former – yeah, that's what I'm saying. When it becomes the NFL town, yeah, yeah. Well, then, oh, yeah. I mean, and on top of it, not just an NFL town, the Raiders. Yeah, uh, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see Carlson and the Knights if they make it in. Uh, I think they're their team of destiny. As much as you know, the Capitals have been, you know, defeating their own ghosts as this march to the to the cup. Um, so I, I, I find a lot of intrigue once we get to the Stanley Cup final. I just I don't know. I was so bittersweet over the Blue Jackets. Uh, I probably only watched like one or two games, and that's usually um, not the case for me. Yeah, no, it's it's lived up to everything that uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs is billed as, and uh, to me, that's the the best playoffs in all of sports. Uh, just the, the the intensity, the speed, the, uh, the, everything that goes into it. Uh, you're talking seven game series and one of the most physical sports in all of sport. Uh, there's no doubt uh, that that uh, that trophy is to me the hardest trophy in all sports to win. Um, and it, it, it always feels good when that team from Eastern Pennsylvania is out of it and they can't win a third straight. So hey, I think we're all That's winners true. if you're a hockey fan if you believe in that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, exciting news! Um, your guy has been playing some real good golf. Has had people burning up you know, Twitter and social media with his, you know, uh, play. And we saw some record-setting play. Um, Shout-out to Jason Day, who won a couple weekends ago. But that tournament last week, I mean, people were so far on the other side of where anybody should be at a golf tournament. Um, But we know the Memorial's coming up, and Tiger's going to be there now. And uh, even more exciting, he's going to be in the Pro-Am as well and play with one Peyton Manning. So, uh, you know, get your cameras ready, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no doubt. It was uh, definitely uh, good to see it. It was expected that he was going to play in this tournament, but it'll be the last uh, last tune-up before the U.S. Open. And uh, Tiger Tiger had an interesting uh, interesting four days at the Players Championship, uh, making the cut on the number at minus one, and then just playing lights out on the weekend to get uh, into the top uh, top five at one point, top top two at one point. Uh, so uh, it, it's fun to see Tiger starting to figure it out. Uh, it, it'll be really, really awesome when he can put four rounds together uh, in the 60s, and uh, it's coming. The putting is coming, and uh, and that's going to be the big thing for him. The driver's a little loose right now, but uh, he, he's starting to uh, to find it, and uh, he's he's got some good years to go, and I think uh, he wants to challenge for some – some years as long as he can uh, keep his health. Yeah, it was then, and the guy was going up against guys up and down the leaderboard who were setting, you know, course records that weekend. Um, I know that yeah. opening day um, is crazy. So uh, 
Definitely. I mean, the the intrigue but is back. Shout out and, to uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Now, go ahead. Shout out, shout out to Webb Simpson. I mean, man, did that guy play great golf and uh, a guy that uh, was very highly touted and you know you thought was going to win multiple majors. Maybe he's uh, finally found something and uh, it's his time. Did he win that tournament? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He won okay. by like eleven strokes. Okay. Yeah, he won by like yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. He blew him out. Um, what do you think about this primetime uh, prime uh, golf special that they're bouncing around? I heard people talking about with Tiger and Phil uh, going head-to-head, you know, on a Thursday night or a Tuesday night, I believe, the PGA is probably looking at. Yeah, I think it's fun. I remember we had some of these back uh, several years ago with Tiger, and I think it was Sergio one year. Uh, they played mm-hmm. out in, like, Las Vegas under the lights. So anytime I think you can – find a heads up match with two uh, polarizing uh, figures like that. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I'd watch it's something different and something cool. And uh, you know, those two will have some skin in the game on the side anyway. So uh, they'll be extra motivated to, to uh, perform, I think in, on that stage. So neither one of them want to be the guy that loses uh, when all eyes are on them. And uh, I think it'd be fun, competitive and something to, to have uh, in the vault, you know, 20 years down the road to be able to look back and say, man, those those some good times there. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if they kept it going too, like give us maybe a Jason Day uh, um, or a Rory versus Steve matchup. You know, like, yeah, that, I think that could, you know, draw just, some. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. How about just two matchups, you know? You, you start one on the no. ninth hole and, or one on the tenth and one on the first. And that way you got lots of shots to pick from, and you're not just waiting around for them to hit a shot and go uh, play their ball. I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Dave. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, But that, I think that would get us to be able to go in-depth, you know, as you're watching guys go up and down um, with their stories and introduce some people maybe to some, like uh, you talk about Websense and uh, Sergio, you know, the, give us some of the Masters winners out there, you know what I mean, like uh, the guys that are winning the tournaments those years match those guys up against each other, and then we see some great golf. Um, so um, just something yeah. different for golf to do. I think it's a great idea. So. No, absolutely. I think it would be pretty cool. And uh, as far as the Memorial goes, uh, and t- the way Tiger's playing, I, I think that uh, he's got a real shot at it. Let's not forget, he's a five-time winner of this event. Uh, he he really loves uh, loves playing here, and you know the respect he has for Jack Nicholas. So, uh, maybe this is this is the one uh, to uh, to get him back on the board uh, in his in his comeback. Well, we love uh, that we would love Mirfield be the showcase for uh, Tiger Woods' win streak to yet begin yet again, and uh, that definitely would be very exciting for all those that have the pleasure of attending the Memorial Tournament. Um, Jake, let's go ahead and close out the podcast. Uh, what you got coming on the score in there and uh, EBSN? Yeah, lots of great stuff on uh, both. Uh, Score on Air with the Ohio Media School. Uh, Make sure you check it out. Uh, It's the new generation of sports talk radio. It really is when I say that. Um, You know, these are students that are uh, pursuing their passion, pursuing their dreams, and uh, you can catch them uh, every day of the week uh, on the TuneIn app. Uh, Check out uh, Your Score on Air on Facebook and catch them on Facebook Live. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of different original shows uh, focused content, whether it's uh, baseball with the Columbus Clippers live uh, or pro wrestling with heel and face. 
there's shows for everybody, and uh, there's a new show every two hours. So make sure you check that out. And then EBSN Online, um, some great programming going on over there, uh, whether that's the rivalry, which every week uh, goes in-depth with some Buckeyes and some Wolverines uh, hosted by uh, Shemmy Schembechler, son of Bo Schembechler, and uh, the great defensive lineman, former NFL player Doug Worthington. The two of them get at it each week, uh, go back and forth on Friday afternoon. Uh, so check that out, uh, or check out uh, Finkus Born and Torg on Sports. I mean, the great Torg is back. He's talking sports again on our station, ebsnonline.com. Check it out uh, with Matt Finkus and Zach Born. Uh, Zach, the maybe the most uh, infamous picture in Ohio State history or up there uh, with him standing over uh, Devin Gardner and, of course, Matt Finkus, an original silver bullet. Uh, you got Marty Bannister with Overtime, the great George Lehner, uh, some other kind of cool shows with the Beer Monger Sessions and a lot of fan interactive shows, too, with uh, uh, everything Cavs Nation to make sure you check that out on Saturday afternoon and as they get uh, going and uh, it's a lot of fan involvement with uh, comments and questions. Uh, same with everything Buckeye Nation and uh, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and then America's team fan, uh, there's no better show for the information than Silver and Blue Nation. So check it out, ebsnonline.com. And uh, full podcast content, great digital media, uh, all that stuff that uh, everybody loves. So check it out. Um, two other quick things we want to close out with, Jake. Uh, one, uh, congrats to Steve Miocic, man. The longest run of a heavyweight champion, two-year run, has made history as the baddest man in the world. I just think that's a big uh, big milestone. And then he's got the fight with Daniel Cormier coming up in July, so we'll be talking about that. But the other big news was the SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah. With the ruling that will now allow states to decide how they want to pursue sports gambling and uh or sports wagering and sports betting um ohio's a long way to go jake i mean so uh i know you probably won't be available for the podcast here because you'll be making your way to new jersey because they're supposed to be up in 11 days so yeah <laughs> <laughs> sports bet. <laughs> yeah um it, well in all seriousness you know we have a big gubernatorial race coming up here um, that's going to de- decide how uh, this kind of goes. And I know this is the number one issue in making your ballot cast, but uh, you know, it's something to consider too. You know, th- there's going to be a lot, a lot of revenue that is going to come from this. And it would be a shame if Ohioans ended up having to go to Kentucky and West Virginia and Pennsylvania and Michigan to go place their bets instead of staying home, being able to help the economy here. So make sure you uh, consider that when you're taking a look at your ballot and thinking about how to vote. So uh, that's my soapbox for gambling in Ohio. But uh, each state's going to figure it out, and it's going to be a very interesting uh, process. And uh, I'm just – I'm still not sure how it's going to all go down, but I think it'll be nothing but a benefit uh, for the major league sport, for all sports, um, for the state's economies, uh, for uh, free loving Americans who believe that the government should stay held the hell out of your way when you there, when you're deciding how the hell to spend your money. Um, I I think this is a a win for everybody and uh, hopefully Ohio doesn't screw it up. All right. Well, you can lose your house and uh, all your savings on one bet, but you got to go to Pennsylvania. They'll be up faster than Ohio will. Um, no, I'm just. Um, I, just no, I, I think it. I think it. Go ahead. 
I just took a second mortgage out and put it on the Cavs money line. So <laughs> let's go, Cavs. And there, there you go. Whatever it takes, ladies and gentlemen. That's been this podcast. We'll talk at you next time. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, now, New Jersey's supposed to be up in two weeks. I think uh, Pennsylvania is a month, but I was talking to one of the guys. He's boxing over, and um, I recorded something earlier. He's boxing. Why you saying people can make a bet on him? So can you bet at the Meadows? Um, probably. Yeah, where it's going to be really interesting is when you can start betting in stadium, like going to a baseball game yeah. and and bet, you know, the first five innings and come back and bet it live and shit like that and bet some games that are, you know, being played at the same time and parlay. You know, that's where it's really going to be just something cool. Yeah, um, I know Pennsylvania and New Jersey, especially New Jersey, um, and even West Virginia, all those, like, legislatures, they all had the laws ready to go and stuff like that. So as soon as it really came down, the paperwork started going in process. That's why they're going to yeah. move the BF so fast. Nothing has I, even been started in Ohio. So yeah, I don't I mean, even know where um, the candidates are on, on the issue. I mean, it's kind of a weird issue have, where it's not, I don't not a right or left issue. I don't, think, I don't even think they have a position. I don't even think they have one because nobody's asked them. No kidding, I mean, I'll, right? I'll, I'll search Some it. Reporter I'll search it. On that. Yeah, no. um, yeah, that's a fair question to ask. How they're going to, how they would want to handle the the new regulations being dropped on gambling. It's a fair I'm question to ask, you, and it's a different, it's a different, um, different middle of the road question that just gets them talking about something else for a little bit. That's all. Well, that, that, that's that's like, that's, too, and it's not a partisan <laughs> thing. I feel like it, it's not something that whether you're a Republican or a Democrat you just align with. Yeah, man, more conservative people, though, don't want, I mean, it was the same reason that it took so long to get the casino gambling. I mean, it was the conservative groups, church groups, and things like sure. that that fought against it. Um, but so, the, a lot of those um, guys, too, are lay the hell off federal government guys, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, it's definitely interesting, though. I thought it was good that it finally passed because they had kept... Yeah. The Supreme Court had kept punting on it, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. thank God they finally made a decision. Yeah, yeah. And thank God they made a sensible freaking decision as well. It's going to be a boon to the economy, I'm telling you. This is a oh, I believe that. I believe, I believe billion that. dollar I just, business. Yeah, I believe that. Um, yeah. You know, I just feel for the people that can't control themselves. So, you know what I mean? That's the only thing I mean. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they're still going to be betting with uh, uh, Rocco down the street at uh, Tangiers. Yeah. There's, there's, there's always going to the be v- a room. Checking in at the VFW and the, yeah, whatnot. The, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it's a back booth. Um, so, yeah. You know, I mean, anytime you have gambling legalized, you have to take money to the counter. There's always going to be the black market because I can place a phone call and not hand money out to make my bet. I can just say, hey, put this on it for me, and then you settle up during the week. And if you don't win and you don't have the money, then there's consequences. But, you know, there's still – it's going gonna, it's gonna to thrive still. You know, there's still going to be degenerates that are going to get their their rocks off doing it that way. Yeah. So, so I mean, no, it's definitely. I mean, I'm all for it because, you know, like I don't oh, know, like the, the Rockets being favored in that game one, I would have put like twenty bucks or something. I would have put fifty bucks down on that. Just, you know what I mean? Just because, like, it, it, it's certain, it's certain bets that it's just too good to pass up. But I'm not gonna 
try like I wouldn't try to you know go every week and go develop my own system or anything like that. It would just be you know like a casual thing for me. So sure, yeah, you know, I mean, when right. I felt there's, inclined. There's certain bets that just line up right. Like Houston first half, I took a minus a point and a half, twenty four dollars to win twenty dollars, but I had to do it offshore at Bavada. You know, and and I yeah. you know I can I can withdraw funds when I want to, but at any point the federal government can just seize my account, all the accounts. Um, yeah. So you take that risk as well, and you know to be able to have a ticket in hand and be able to go up to the to the window and cash that ticket, it, it just feels like it's so much more of a sense of um, of security with that, and also the holy shit, what a save by Flurry, and uh, a sense of uh, just it, it feels more fun to be able to do that mm-hmm. versus to go on your app on your phone and place a bed. And if you deposit money, it uh, goes through a third party in uh, South Korea. Yeah. No, it would be fun if the Jack downtown had a sports book and you could like, you know, line up and watch. I mean, I wouldn't do every day, but like that playoff game right. or something like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the first round of the final four, or I mean, first round of March yeah. Madness, you know, shit like oh, that. that. Now that is like, there, there, we got to unpack that on the next, a podcast or one in the future because seeing how states line up before the NCAA tournament next year is going to be very, very interesting. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and it, Super it Bowl could kill. Good. It could kill. It could kill the brackets. Honestly, man, it could kill the brackets. So. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I think there's still room for both. Enough tradition and uh, for both. I think that you can you can do, you can handle that. You know what I say, D? If you're going to have an opinion, you might as well back it up with money. Oh, there you go. Huh? I would put my money on the cash if we had a sports book. So, yeah. Minus 245. I would have been down already, considering, but, you know, I would still go back in. So. Yeah, minus 245 to win uh, on uh, Saturday or next week or well, I, probably would, I probably would steer to the rule of not betting my own team, so I probably would stick with that number one. Yeah. I, I, oh shit! You know what I should have mentioned? Speaking of what? sports books, the story about um, did I said I said that to you. The story about uh, Fertitta. The, he, I just turned this game back on. The Rockets owner has to pay out because uh, yes. the casino. I did, yeah. that, I did see that. Anybody that took that. a future bet on the Golden State Warriors and the Rockets being in the you know finals, they can't pay it out because he's an NBA owner. I mean, they had to pay it out because he's an NBA owner. They can't right. hold that bet. Yeah, I thought that, that, that was very interesting. Yeah, that was poor planning. <laughs> Did not see that. <laughs> Did not have the clairvoyance to, to to see that one coming. If you're the Rockets owner and take it off the board, um, to me, that's yeah, what I'm that's, saying. Like that's well, anybody that worked for him, when when uh, his personal assistants or like whoever the president of his like holdings, like as soon as he goes through the process of uh, vetting for to be an NBA owner. You got to say, hey man, somebody over that sports book's got to start killing these bets. You know what I mean? Like, or don't take any more or something like. That. I don't know. It, I and and that you know, somewhere you, you know somewhere out there, there's some sharp or gangster that that saw that it yep. was the Rockets owner and jumped oh, yeah. on it and said, oh, yeah. "I'm taking the final." Especially with the Warriors. Yeah, with the Warriors. Right. I mean, it's not like this is like you're talking about. This was like that Leicester City bet. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, or yeah, the Premier League. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was very Wild Bill. So. No, it wasn't yeah. Wild Bill. But Vegas scores, man. Two, two back-to-back goals here as we talk, D. Uh, Winnipeg tied oh, yeah. it at one, and then Vegas uh, about a minute later uh, makes it 2-1. Giveaway by Hallibach. Yeah. What a terrible play. Oh, I want Vegas to win this whole thing, even though I would kind of be happy for the Caps because they've been treated like 
you know, choking dogs over the years, man. I think it's more important for the Vegas Knights to win. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted whoever comes out of the West to win. I, I feel like also Winnipeg is kind of like Kansas, redheaded stepchild, and you know they they kind of they're the team that gets looked yeah. over. I, I think it'd be kind of cool for the for. I mean, when was the last Canadian team to win the cup? Toronto, Canadians, one of those two. But uh, Canadians, it's been a long, be it's been a long time. It's yeah. been a long time. So for them to there, there's also got to be something too about teams being successful once Andrew Kane leaves. Uh, but I yeah, don't know. No shit. Yeah. All right, brother. It was good to get something All right, on man. the talk. Later. All right. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.